Support for this podcast comes from State Farm. With surprisingly great rates, State Farm is the real deal when it comes to home and car insurance. State Farm agents are in your neighborhood, ready to help personalize your insurance. And you can manage your coverage, pay your bill, or even file a claim right from your phone with the State Farm mobile app. Visit statefarm.com today to get a great rate without sacrificing great service. That's statefarm.com. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Nowhere else but Burger Chef. I'm Jason Horton. I'm Rebecca Lieb. And this is Ghost Town. We have new images tonight of this, a murder weapon used in the unsolved Burger Chef murders. Indiana State Police hope that someone recognizes this broken knife blade. They say whoever owned it likely carried it in a sheath, and that sheath has never been found. I was a Midwestern teenager. You know Midwestern teenagers. They love smoking under the bleachers. They love their fast food, and they do not like dying. Yeah, same here. (laughs) That's, uh... That's uh, universally known. The teenagers love, you know, rock and roll music. They love their hot, their hot, fast cars. Love they don't like pants. being taken out into the woods and executed with knives and guns. So that's something we all agree on that. Here we are, 5725 Crawfordsville Road in Indiana. We are in the great state of Indiana, Speedway, Indiana, more specifically, to bring you Hot off the grill. Sorry. <laughs> oh my God. Get it, just get it out of the way. Whoa, whoa! I'm. Uh, we are here to talk about the very famous, very unsolved Burger Chef murders. Uh, this is a really interesting one because it is still unsolved and because it's so gruesome, and we're still kind of putting together the pieces of it. So it's and and another thing too. Tragically, it, it takes place, and the victims are all really young. It also takes place a day before Jonestown breaks. So all of it, media-wise, gets completely swept under the rug, which is incredibly tragic given how the people respected the victims involved and how hardworking they were all. This is a very uh, lower-middle-class place, and families uh, involved were all hard workers. Again, this is not like you know a bunch of elitist teens who go out in a jaunt and get killed. This is way sadder. So a Burger Chef employee came by the Burger Chef at 5725 Crawfordsville Road at midnight to visit his four co-workers and noticed that the restaurant was empty and the back door was wide open. He walked in and everyone had vanished. He realized that at that point between like 11 p.m. and midnight on November 17th, 1978, that four of his friends working at the Burger Chef restaurant in Speedway, Indiana, had disappeared. They were Jane Freed, 20, Daniel Davis, 16, Mark Flemons, 16, and Ruth Ellen Shelton, 18 years old. Young people worked really hard, all very trusted. Again, I think it speaks to how responsible they were, that they were all left alone to close out this restaurant. That was a pretty popular locale for teenagers. Initially, of course, Indiana police didn't take the case seriously, given that management reported the loss of only approximately $581, which is like... $2,200 in 2019 um, from the safe, and there were no signs of struggle. 
It was thought to be a case of petty embezzlement with the assumption that the cash had been used by the teenage employees to go out partying that night, which again, doesn't make sense considering who they were, their work ethic, how beloved they were too, as we find out later in this story. They just, the Indiana Indiana police wanted to draw conclusions really quickly and, and make this into something that it clearly wasn't. And this became an outrageous claim initially from all of the, the parents and friends and family. Change had been taken from the registers. The purses of the missing women had been left at the shop too. And so the police ran with the petty theft theory initially. And horrifyingly, the scene was cleaned up by employees early Saturday morning. Classic, classic bungled police situation where we could have had more information had someone just been like, wait, let's not clean this up. We don't know that that's the case. And really, it isn't the case. So we could have really maybe even solved this had the police just given the whole place a second to become a crime scene. When the four didn't show on Saturday morning and Fritz Chevy Vega was found partially locked in town, things changed a bit. The police kind of revised their story. Now it felt a little clearer that Jane, Daniel, Mark, and Ruth had been taken while closing up the restaurant for the night, possibly as they removed trash bags out the back door, which is what they kind of thought because how, what, other time would they be leaving without their purses and belongings. On Sunday afternoon, hikers found the bodies of the four kids over 20 miles away in the rural woods of Johnson County. Both Davis and Shelton had been shot execution style numerous times with a 38 caliber firearm. Not far away was Freet, who had been stabbed twice in the chest so hard that the handle of the knife had broken off and was missing. The blade was later recovered during her autopsy. About 75 yards away, police made another horrible discovery. It was the body of Flemons. He had been been beaten severely with an iron chain, but this wasn't the cause of his death. He had been beaten, ran into a tree while fleeing his captors and knocked himself unconscious. Then he choked on his own blood as he was falling downhill and died. Really sad. Also, to give this another level of tragedy all of these they were all very active in their school athletics they were all really fit and strong and young so the magnitude of this again who knows what exactly happened but two of the employees being shot you know point blank execution style the other two trying to make a run for it one of them going one way getting stabbed one of them going the other way after getting found and getting beaten and then essentially choking on their own blood and dying what a horrible horrible way to go. The leading theory has been that four victims were kidnapped during a botched robbery, possibly after one of the victims recognized one of the perpetrators. That theory is based on the autopsy report showing some of the bruising on his head and shoulders were estimated at being an hour or two old prior to death. And that, um, that is Flemons, uh, with the bruising, uh, the guy who was beaten and then choked in his own blood. We do have a witness to this, which has been pretty key to the case. A 16-year-old eyewitness appeared as this was going on, and by this I mean as people were approaching the Burger Chef, saying that he saw two suspicious men in a car outside of the Burger Chef just before closing. Both men were white and in their 30s. One man had a beard. The other was a clean-shaven man with light-colored or fair hair. The police had models of the suspects created in clay to assist the investigation. We'll probably put them up. Again, hard to say what how helpful these models were, I guess. They don't really look like anyone to me. And especially, think about, okay, two white guys in their 30s, one with a beard, 
one with lightish hair in rural Indiana. Not super helpful. I think the fact that they are people they went to school with, at least according to this mm-hmm. witness, is the first thing I thought of was like, oh, is it people they, you know, they went to school with and it was personal in that yeah. sense? But I guess, it, you know, this sounds like they might rule that out. Yeah, exactly. They, they seem older, the authority figures, the 30s. And, and also, like, who really knows how reliable the witness is to what was happening there? Later that year, a man in a bar in Greenwood, which is pretty close to where everything went down, bragged that he'd been involved in the killings. Police subsequently questioned him, but he passed a polygraph claiming not to have been involved and officers were unable to bring charges on other grounds. The man provided the names of the others who he suggested belonged to the fast food robbery gang and whom investigators suspected may have been also involved in the case. While following up on these leads, officers spotted a man who bore a strong resemblance to the bearded man composite. Summoned for a lineup, the man shaved his beard, which he had for five years straight the night before he was about to appear. Great strategy. Very clever. A neighbor of his who had not been spotted by the original witness, but who had been named by the Greenwood suspect, subsequently went to prison for strong-armed robberies and committed with the shotgun that he had committed with a shotgun. Another associate named uh, by the Greenwood suspect who fit the description of the fair-haired man also was imprisoned for armed robberies of fast food restaurants. It's all kind of coming together, but also kind of not. But also the Greenwood suspect didn't pass a polygraph. However, without confessions, despite officers uh, offering plea deals to any suspect not directly responsible for the killings and without direct physical evidence of the involvement of the suspects in the murders, police were not able to arrest anybody. Very, very stressful. It's like you're so close, you know that they all do lots of gun shit, they all rob fast food restaurants, but you just don't have that final link that kind of like takes them over the edge and are able to arrest them with that information. At the time, there was some speculation that the murders were tied to other crimes that had shocked the town over the preceding months, such as the murder of Julius Cyphers and the Speedway bombings, which were a series of eight random bombings that occurred between September 1st, 1978 and September 6th, 1978 in Speedway, uh, Indiana. So this town is already reeling from this tragedy, trying to link it to the Burger Chef murders. At the time, the perpetrator of the bombings was still on the loose. However, they were they found the person who, had, who did this, so they were out after the fact. Investigators continue to follow the leads relating to possible suspects as widely as Cincinnati, Milwaukee, Chicago, and Dallas. However, they weren't able to find any more leads or to locate any evidence that they believe would have been helpful, maybe the firearm, the handle of the knife, the chain may be used in the murders, nor have any perpetrators made confessions to the police, though the son of the bearded suspect told the police that he confided in him that he had been involved prior to his own death. Ken York, one of the original investigators on the case, has noted that the deaths of the Greenwood suspect and the bearded suspects from an apparent suicide and a heart attack, respectively, came pretty close to the release of the armed robber named by the suspect from the Greenwood bar. Very convenient, their deaths. But let's take a little break there and we'll get back to it. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Dell Technologies. At CDWG, we get that migrating your agency to a hyper-converged infrastructure is challenging. Like me switching to decaf. Gotta do it, don't wanna do it, but gotta do it. Whoa, slow down, friend. CDWG's experts can help simplify your transition from legacy to hyper-converged infrastructure with Dell Technologies solutions that offer speed and agility. Do it, do it. Have you done it? Is it done yet? Why isn't it done yet? IT orchestration by CDWG. People who get it. Find out more at cdwg.com slash Tech. People have really come through on the positive, encouraging 
I Reviews. need it. Thank you. My esteem, my self-esteem is so low. Read these to me. Feed me. This, Feed is, this, is, this, this is what you need to... Uh, this is what I need to get up every morning. <laughs> All right. Well, let's start with... Uh, there's a couple more. Let's start okay. with... Uh, this one was from he- Hello and No. Love this show. Always keeps me interested and always look oh. forward to new episodes. Thank you. This one's from... What about one about my body? Just kidding. That's in a, I keep that in a separate folder. Oh, okay. <laughs> That you told me to do. I was like, I don't know why I'm in a separate them. folder. Keep them together. It made it very weird that I said I keep things in a separate folder. I do not keep anything in a separate folder. Everything's, Everything's in the same. all in the same. It's all in the same folder. You don't. You know us. We're yeah. horrifyingly disorganized. It's cool. This one's from Graves Terror. Ooh. Ooh, digging it. Always looking for a spooky, dope podcast. As someone who does a lot of traveling to weird and spooky places, it's nice to have some new recommendations. Also, as a native New Yorker, what's yeah. up? And someone who grew up in the punk scene, what's up? Whoa, are you Jason? Did, did you did you write back into us? And even though Jason is so gorgeous and modelly, okay. we should see his yeah. face modely? more. Yeah. He called you modelly? Call me very tall, too. Oh, geez, you do not. Uh, Never mind, I took it all back. I love the personal stories and any and all New York music-related content. I found both hosts funny and genuine. Oh. I don't get all the rude negative reviews. Thank you. Like it's clearly a mix of comedy and spooky weird true crime stuff. It's not meant to be an endless drive. Factoids, let folks live. Let if, us live. Live, let live. <laughs> live, 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 eat and pray and love. Yeah. If, if you don't like it, you can listen to something else. It's that easy without being rude about it. But don't listen to something else. Yeah, no, but just keep listening to this. Uh, this one is from Amer82. The show is a gem. I don't know what some of the bad reviewers consider a good podcast. You could find a thousand that are strictly about hauntings, but this show is so cool and unique. I think you'll get even more popular in the future. If you have a bit of a dark sense of humor and love anything about dark history, abandoned buildings, Hollywood lore, these are your peeps. I also love the mini fail episodes about random, weird blips in history that don't go so well. Keep it up, guys. Yeah, thank you. That's amazing. We love the fails, too. We love that you love what we're doing here. Also, you can DM us for any wrecks, too. I'm- We've been getting a lot of wrecks. Yeah, but I I also like giving wrecks. So if you like, if you need, if you're going somewhere and you want some direction, that is literally my dream job. Do you want a quiz? Yeah. Okay. This is from Force Whitaker's eyes. Oh, I would love you, him. Would you rather live in the John Benet Ramsey murder house or live <laughs> in the creepy abandoned land of Oz in my lovely home state of North Carolina? Whoa. Well, I mean, I feel like this is loaded because it's he's like my home, my beloved home state haunting or John Benet Ramsey house. I mean, have you seen inside the JonBenet Ramsey house? There's a wine cellar. I think that's where I would be. I do the Land of Oz. Yeah, I love like a. I love a very pale kind of. I want to be forgotten. Yeah, Yeah, but I want to live in like bougie Colorado. You know, I guess you can. You probably can't survive living outside in in some (laughs) decrepit kind of. I mean, think about this from a realist perspective. No, the JonBenet Ramsey house. All the parking. What are you talking about? The house is so temp regulated. There's four different bedrooms I could choose from. I could just alternate. I could just go from one to one to one. Uh, the Frenchie dog lady. Will Ooh, you ever cute. do anything on the Winchester Mansion? I mean, it's a pretty popular thing, yeah. but have you been there? Yes, I've been there many a time. And I, I always, it, the Winchester Mansion is one of those things where I always think that we've done an episode on it. Yeah. Because I've had it's a such drop. a given. Um, yeah, but actually we should because we talked about the Haunted Mansion. Yeah. And that is based off the Winchester one. So we should go there. We should do an episode on it. And we will. You know what? what? About the, I'll deliver that to you. What about the Queen Mary? I've never been. Oh, I've been there too. Queen Mary's great. They're Queen pretty, Mary, pretty popular. I think we could get press passes to the Queen Mary. Yeah. Um, so we might, especially come Halloween time. And also, uh, Toretto0593 uh, from Charles. 
I just uh, subscribed to your Patreon today at patreon.com slash ghost town pod for what? bonus episodes and, no. and ad free uh, early releases. <sighs> you did it. He's in Fontana, not far from you guys. You should do a podcast uh, in the San Bernardino County area, which I feel like we probably. We have, uh, we've been around there. We've skirted yeah. that area. Um, there's also that really old historic mission hotel over there, which is great, which I've always, again, kind of flirted with the idea of doing an episode about it. So we'll get there. There's so much stuff there. We're going to... But thank you for the nice reviews. Yes, we're definitely doing the Winchester Mansion. I'm down to do Queen Mary. Those are all really fun, delicious suggestions that we will take up. Because you know what? We take criticism, constructive criticism. Poorly. Poorly. (laughs) Awfully. Awfully. Exactly. But how about we get back to less criticism and more murder? I I do like that. Is that a good transition? Yeah. (laughs) All right. Um, Give me something off the dollar menu. Sorry, I had to do one. <laughs> one. They don't, this is this not exist. We also just we've done a bunch of fast food things, like the mysterious case of Benjamin Kyle yes. outside of a Burger King. Absolutely. I mean, that was in Georgia, and I feel like we've had a, a haunted. Yeah, we one. do some fails on fast food because I think those fails are so crazily calculated that when they fail, people are like, "What?" Yeah. So those are really great. I love doing a food thing, and I mean. Also, fast food is such a signature of America. It's kind of like when we do Disney things. Everyone has an opinion on fast food. Everyone has a, a nostalgic uh, component that fast food brings them, be it good or bad. Like I've been to a fast food place, so you yeah. really kind of, I think it's like a great equalizer exactly. of anything. It's a McNugget of wisdom. Okay, I'll accept <laughs> it. Thank you, thank you. So we're back. Let's, let's go back to Indiana. We're back to Burger Chef. This investigation is hot, hot, hot. Also cold, 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 because police were idiots in this case, and we don't have enough information to convict anybody. Despite thousands of hours of police investigation, as well as Burger Chef offering a reward of $25,000 to anyone who could capture the murders or provide information about the whereabouts, the attackers were never prosecuted, and the case remains officially unsolved. Indiana State Police continue to hold the case open and have reportedly investigated the possible use of new DNA tracing techniques developed since the initial investigations, which again would be very difficult because you don't have a lot of DNA in this case, uh, especially, you know, I presume, I didn't really read anything about the weather, but I presume it was pretty cold. I presume the forest has already kind of overturned anything you might find. We talk about the the knife that was embedded in, in one of the kids that is probably cleaned up. Like we don't have like a bloody murder scene here. We have an abduction scene, which is much harder. I mean, you could kind of swab the purses that were there, but again, I just, I don't think after the cleaning of that in the forest, the two sites that would be most pertinent to DNA uh, use and, and newer technologies are kind of wiped clean. So unfortunately for that. So during the summer of 2018, 40 years after the Burger Chef murders, the community, as well as the family and friends of the victims, raised money to plant four red oak trees in their honor. Each tree is adorned with a plaque with a short biography of one of the victims based on the testimonials by family and friends and doing research online. So you ready to maybe cry a little bit? Yeah. Okay. So on Mark's uh, plaque, they said he was friendly and selfless with a sense of style. Daniel was a talented photographer who made loved ones smile. Jane was a leader with a sense of humor and a heart of gold. Ruth was creative, honest, and kind with a love for music. It is very tragic. And even another component of this tragedy is, like we said earlier, Jonestown broke the day after this happened. So you're competing with a lot of Jonestown media and this tragic, 
horrible killing of these four kids, like really mostly teenagers, sorry, one 20 year old was swept under the media rug. When you have, you know, you have cults, you have mm-hmm. kind of an international situation and yeah. a lot of people and it's, it's you know, it's sensationalized on, on, on many different fronts. It's like yeah. kind of hard to, it's hard to, to compete. compete. Yeah. And, and that's the like the grossness. This is, this is so many like gross components. It's the, the cops negligence, right. And then the media kind of gravitating towards something that would bring in more reviews and not giving this, if this had happened at a different time, things may have been different. We may have gotten more clues from people, more eyewitness testimony, more people coming forward. It's hard to say. Uh, because the original monetary goal to pay for the memorial was, su- was surpassed in 24 hours, a marble bench was installed and dedicated to the family and friends of the victims. On November 10th, 2018, just one week before the 40th anniversary, a small dedication ceremony for family and friends was held at the memorial site at Leonard Park in Speedway, Indiana. During the event, the murders weren't brought up a single time. Instead, people remember the four for who they were and the lives that they lived. Ugh. According to Fox 59, there are still witnesses to and potential participants in the Burger Chef murders living in central Indiana. So if you have any information that could solve this enduring mystery and bring those responsible to justice, the, the, the number is still live. Crime Stoppers 317-262-TIPS. Even now, you could get a $1,000 reward that might help close the case. Somebody knows something and they perhaps feel like it, it doesn't make a difference anymore. No, or, it or, still does. And that is mm-hmm. the, like the beauty of like podcasts like this were very influential, obviously, but, uh, but things, maybe the word is spread somehow and whatever, like, and entertainment media. And if you feel good, if you're somebody who's like, Oh, you know, people are going to be like, why didn't you tell us, you know, 39 years ago, mm-hmm. that's, that's beside the point. I mean, yeah. if you have information, it brings closure that you like, I, I can't imagine, mm-hmm. but uh, I can. Im- I, I mean, you have to imagine that yeah. to bring bring closure and or move things forward. Exactly. And- like the, most of these people are still alive. This is not that long ago. So again, I, I love hearing stuff like that on cold cases where people are still trying to be active. And I reading a lot. I don't have anything in here, but there are a lot of the uh, police that were involved in this, and they gave quotes to a lot of the 40 year anniversary reporting. And they're like, we know that they're out there. We know that there's more information. We think a lot of people think it's that blonde haired guy or the the guy that confessed in Greenwood. Some don't, but they're like, we know that there is more to this. We are retired. We were shitty about this. And and we know that something could come of this if people have more information. So that stuff is so heartbreaking and also kind of inspiring in a grotesque way because you're like, this could get solved for these families. Let's hope maybe. I want to thank Indianapolis monthly Fox 57 Indie star. And of course, Reddit for this information. But we'll see, you know, that is part of the whole journey is, is seeing what, what happens. It's been more than 40 years at this point, but that's not 100 years. That's not 200 years. You know, who knows? Who's to say? Have you been to a Burger Chef? I have not been to a Burger Chef. Yeah, I've never um, We had a lot of holdups at the George Webb by where I grew up, which was a dangerous. Uh, George Webb was in a, a kind of a dangerous spot. But, you know, we, my brother worked at McDonald's. One time in college, he filled my fridge with salad shakers, which dates me very much. Those are such a scam. <laughs> they were a scam. They were awful. Who gets the salad? It's all, any healthy food at a fast food restaurant is a scam because no one's going to get it. There's actually a psychological phenomenon of that. If you see a healthy menu item, even if you don't get it, just seeing it makes you feel like you're being healthier. 
it's also like, oh, I'll get a Diet Mountain Dew and, sure. uh, and like a Twinkies. Pounder, yeah. Exactly. So it's that's uh, we're passing judgment on something I would do right now. I, <laughs> literally, we have eaten buckets of chicken before recording. So yeah. lest you not be judged. <laughs> I don't know. The Bible. Open wide America. We're going to give you more. Open wide for Burger Chef's 100% all-beef burgers, like our thick, juicy Super Chef, cooked from a full quarter pound that's big bite delicious. Open wide America, you never know.